So you're working hard. In fact, you're doing more than your fair share and it's time for your review with the boss. Do you ask for a raise with 11 million people without jobs? Is that the kind of the wrong moves? One USA Today writer infers that you should not ask for a raise now, but we might have a different take. Farnoosh Tarabi's back and we'll talk to the credit expert, mom, podcast host, author, what doesn't Farnoosh do on today's Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Coming to you from? Montclair, New Jersey. Fantastic. This is a podcast where we're going to cover a recent story ripped from the financial press. Today, we've got one from USA Today. Today, we're going to talk about how to maybe do your job better or take advantage of your job better, monetize your job better. If that's not enough, we're going to share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money, not just today, but uh, from now on. Today's show is uh, brought to you by Tiller Money. Keep your financial life on course, easily track your money over time, always know what's safe to spend, and confidently plan for the future with spreadsheets automated by Tiller Money. Get your free 30-day trial at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. We didn't scare her off. I wonder how you do all those things, Farnoosh, and you get to spend time with us. That's fun. I don't know either. I'll tell you one day when I figure it out. The trick is I don't do it all at once. (laughs) It's like two words, bourbon. Right. (laughs) That's two words? Oh, gosh. All these years. Yeah. Well, you uh, brought to the table a very interesting USA Today piece. Why did you pick this one? Well, I love stories about how to make money and I love to talk about making money. And there was a piece uh, written for USA Today by Johnny C. Taylor Jr. about should I request a raise during the pandemic? His thesis is no, you shouldn't. And and what I really didn't... Um, what bothered me is sort of about the the conclusion that he came to. Well, one, he works in HR, so I felt like he was a little biased. Why uh, is that, by the way? Because he, explain to people where his bias would come from. Well, companies are in the business of trying to optimize their revenue. And maybe, I don't know, I'm jumping to a conclusion. Maybe I'm assuming that he works for a company or he's of a philosophy that like raises aren't the things we just want to keep handing out like candy because we want to like keep the book's efficient and we want to, you know what I mean? Like there's a reason you have to, as an employee, ask for a raise. They're not just handing it to you. Like they don't really like love doing this is my take on this. Like companies, you know, they're going to need some persuasion um, sure. to give you more money. They they have bills and they have other expenses. And usually they, they on the, on the totem pole of expenses, like the human capital sometimes falls at the bottom, unfortunately. But if you talk um, to your, but if you, but if you walk into your boss's office, And you say, hey, you know, I know that there's all these people out of work and I'm so happy I have my job and I think you should pay me more. It just, does that come across as, um, as, uh, not reading the room? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly some people are getting hired. Some people are getting promoted. Like people are losing their job. Let's look at the big picture. Let's look at every aspect of this world that we're living in. I mean, we just talked, we just did a segment with you and I about companies that are IPOing in this recession. Like not, it's not all doom and gloom. And if you have been working at a company where there has been growth, they haven't had layoffs, or even if they've had layoffs, but you've kept your job and now you're straddling three roles, 
guess what? You might be in a position now to earn more money, rightfully so. And it's not because you're greedy or blind to the, to the world or lacking empathy. It's just that it's business. What I fear is that this sort of advice that, that this article is putting out there, it's, it's sort of making people feel bad or guilty about their accomplishments or not, not giving you permission to feel proud and accomplished and therefore justified in your request for a raise. There are better and not so great ways to ask for a raise. I would say like first things first, understand where your company is currently at. If your company is a publicly traded company, you can look up the last quarter and see where the growth is. And you can also look at sort of what you've been doing and how that's been contributing to the company's bottom line. If you work in a department where you're responsible for hiring or firing or optimizing the software or bringing in new clients or coming up with new project ideas, all of that has a trickle down effect to the company's bottom line. So now we're going to figure that out. Well, and I was also thinking you can also look at, at places like Glassdoor to Absolutely. see to see how you compare. Sure. Do you even stack up with other people? Right, right. And that's that's a first step. It's kind of just see like, am I even in the ballpark? And I would actually go to HR before you ask for a raise, go to HR and ask this. What is my salary range or salary band? And a lot of medium to large size companies have this. And essentially what it is, is for every role, the company has budgeted a range of salary. So a starting salary up to like a maximum salary. Once you reach that maximum salary, they pretty much have to either like give you a new job or promote you. So they've sort of, you know, that's the salary range for your position. If you're a senior analyst, you can make, let's say between 80,000 and $110,000. Well, where are you on that range? That's what you're asking about. And what is the range? And you can then also go back and be like, okay, well, I've been at the company for five years. I've been killing it this year and I'm still only making it the low end of that range. That's interesting. So it's about understanding what is it going to take for my company to understand why they should invest more in me. And one thing I actually, I wrote about this earlier in the pandemic. If you want to be more cognizant of the times, because you're not blind, you say to your company, look, I get it if now is not a good time, but I'm going to continue my momentum. I have been bringing in the business and I'm going to continue. And I want you to watch in the next quarter, I'm going to hit these targets or these are my goals, which are above and beyond what, you know, my goals initially were maybe at the start of the year. If I hit these targets, if I bring in X revenue, if I bring in two more star superstar employees or what have you, can I get a 10% pay bump? Can I get a bonus? So attaching your promotion, your pay raise to a future win for companies, that's a lot more, uh, it puts them more at ease because they feel like, okay, well, it's it's like, okay, now it's tied to something that I know is sure. a tangible growth. Well, what I like about that too is the fact that it's not based on my needs. It's based on what I can do for the company. Right. And You're I think, involving everybody in that. Yeah. I think too many people go in and ask for a raise and involve just, hey, I, I need a bump because I can't make my car payment or whatever, whatever it might be where the company <laughs> really wants to know what you're going to do yeah. for them. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't bring up so much the fact that, and even if it's true, you know, you have a spouse who lost her job or his job, or now you have to pay for childcare. Like, that's, you know, that's not what you lead with. 
If, if yeah. anything, you know, you're really leading with, again, if you are on the other side of this negotiation, i.e. your boss, what does your boss need to hear to then go to his or her boss right. and advocate for you? Because the... You know, that's usually what has to happen. Well, that's a good point too, because your boss a lot of the time is on your team, but isn't the final decision maker. Right. Yeah. Right. They have to go to HR, they have to go to the CEO, or they have to go to the exact, the VP. Give them data. The other thing I think to think about too, is that, you know, yesterday you and I talked about Airbnb and DoorDash companies that because of the things going on are just killing it. If, <laughs> if, if I'm working in it, well, DoorDash, especially Airbnb avoided being annihilated by making some, some good moves. Um, uh, and some tough moves. So I wouldn't say Airbnb was killing it, but DoorDash certainly Farnoosh is just, yeah. 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 yeah, Fantastic for them. But, but if I'm at that type of company that's rocking during this time and I'm a superstar performer that I think certainly talk about reading the room, that room, I shouldn't feel bad at all. I should feel like, listen, we're doing a valuable service for a lot of people right now. I'm one of your key people. I really want to stay. Let's, let's talk more money. Right. And the, you know, everything I've heard from companies right now that are successful or are thriving, why is that? Because they accelerated and put um, put on the gas pedal so many goals and initiatives that they wanted to achieve in the next five years. They did it this year. Yeah. Like they may. And so who was part of that? Like you were, if you were there, you were helping them accelerate their goals by five years. And, and that's worth something. And if that, if that acceleration worked and you're benefiting from that already, um, look, I, it, it is, it is, of course, you got to be, you got to marry sort of like the world that we live in, but also business. And sometimes when we work for a company, we forget the business side of things. We, we get very emotional. Yeah. We start to just feel like we're just happy to be here. I'm happy to have a job. No, you are playing a role that is helping a company make a lot of money. You've talked about these statistics two before, which is, I mean, let's, let's talk gender women also much less likely to ask for a yes. raise than men are. Yes. I think because, um, we just have less practice with it. We haven't had a lot of women, um, mentorship, uh, you know, historically speaking, men have been working for a lot longer than women in these, in these types of situations, men are more, um, experienced and, and, so it comes more second nature to them. Whereas for women, I feel like we have to, a lot of us still feel like we're just happy to be here. We're happy to have the job. Um, right. Don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to rock the boat. And so we play it nice and we think that we would just want to not rock the boat, but yeah. yet, you know, we don't realize like it's just business. Yeah. It's not about gender. If you're putting in the work, you should get rewarded for it. I'm I'm smiling because when you say it's just business, I think of one of my favorite awful lines from a movie, which comes from Wall Street. And it was yeah. when Gordon Gecko, the evil character played by uh, Michael Douglas says, this is business. If you want a friend, buy a dog. <laughs> and, and I, and I immediately, yeah. You maybe don't have to be that rough. Maybe don't yeah, have to be. Maybe not that rough. Maybe. Yeah. Put a little velvet on that hammer. Hey, in just a second, Farnoosh and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion about asking for a raise during the pandemic. First, want to say a big thanks, though, to everybody who used our link when they've gone to Tiller Money. 
I think that it's it, it's funny. So many people think that a budget is uh, is constricting, but really a budget gives you the ability to have some fun today and some fun tomorrow. What I like about Tiller is instead of many of the apps out there, which have some things that I like and some things I don't like, Tiller, because it's based on spreadsheets, I can do whatever the heck I want. So if I don't like a line, I can get rid of it. I prefer to have a spreadsheet that's really kind of – this might not be the way Tiller wants me to present it, but I like a spreadsheet that's dumbed down. So for me, I always simplify my spreadsheets. Now, I know a lot of the money nerds paying attention to this, Farnoosh, they're the opposite. Like, really, mm-hmm. I can have a spreadsheet where I can dice this data 57 different ways. You know how much lettuce I buy on Tuesdays? I can do that with Tiller. For oh, me, goodness. I can just see what the grocery bill is once a month. So to check it out, to get your free 30-day trial, head to TillerHQ.com forward slash MWF. TillerHQ.com forward slash MWF. Uh, Peter Polson, by the way, the CEO of Tiller was on our uh, our uh, Friday FinTech segment on the Stacking Benjamin show recently talking about how they're participating. They're one of the first companies to use open banking, which is this idea that, you know how when you'd use these third-party apps, you always have to give them all your login stuff? Now, yeah. Citibank and Chase, the first two banks that are are making it a one-way street where I can just say, hey, Chase, let Tiller know my stuff. But now Tiller doesn't know. Tiller wasn't oh, doing anything cool. with your stuff before. But um, yeah, we're going to see finally some innovation where we can use different apps and stuff. So, And, and to see companies like Chase and uh, City using this first shows kind of hopefully where open banking's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about where this segment's going. Farnoosh, well, how about that for a transition? What's our takeaway today? Takeaway is... If you feel as though you have been going above and beyond at work and you can prove it, you have data to back it up and your company is doing fairly well, relatively well compared to maybe industry peers, it's a fine time to ask for that raise. And if you're not going to ask for it, guess what? They're not going to hand it to you. So it's really your responsibility. Now, there is something to be said about that we're living in a recession and many people have lost their jobs. And if you're at a company where it's clearly things are on the decline, you know, obviously, like you, you, we can use common sense, but to make a blanket statement that it is just because it's a recession or just because it's a hard time for a lot of people that it should mean that you should just stay quiet and keep working like a dog. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. Well, and and I love that takeaway. And my takeaway is going to be something kind of completely different note. So I'm not going to do what I did yesterday and just ape, ape onto yours and go, what Farnoosh said and more from me. Uh, <laughs> mine will be something different, which you brought up earlier, which is watch out. Think, think to yourself whenever you read anything, uh, who's the author and, yeah. and, and what's their point of view. And I think when you can recognize, and this is the same thing you said about your boss, the second you can recognize your boss's point of view in the negotiation for a raise. Also, the second that you read something and you can see the point of view of the author. I like playing a game when I watch CNBC or Fox business, when a guest comes on and they're telling me that gold is a great time to buy gold. I'm, I'm, you always know it's going to be a gold fund manager or somebody says now's the time to buy bonds. Well, it's a bond fund manager. If somebody's, it's always a good time to buy whatever this person right. has. And so you got to kind of don't discount everything they say, because these are some smart people, but understand the point of view. And clearly today here is a HR manager. There might be a point of view. Speaking of somebody with a point of view, Farnoosh has this amazing podcast. It's called so money. 
It is. You said that like you didn't know. It's called So Money with Farnoosh Tarabi. It's been going on since 2015. Come join the ride. It's a lot of fun. People like Suzanne Summers, which I know is all you can talk about. Joe. It is all I can talk you about. Want to know. I've actually, I bought a thigh master since then. Um, <laughs> you had to. Very convincing woman. You were congrats. You were uh, uh, contractually obligated to buy one. I'm sure. She's like, <laughs> I'll come on. The, the I'll come on the show if you buy a thigh master. <laughs> Listen, I'll buy a ten of them. She was a great interview. Um, Queen Latifah, Tim Gunn, Joe Salcihai, all these amazing characters coming on the show talking about their financial wins, losses, experiences. It's it's a bag of fun. I'm not sure how tough it was stooping to Queen Latifah after I was on, but man. You know, sometimes hard shoes to fill. Got to do it. Go listen to So Money, everybody. And uh, we will be back here tomorrow, Bobby and I, with the weekend show wrap up of all things this week, preview next week. We'll see you back here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam. Nailed it. Done.